This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from my Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Is sometimes to dissect a subject or a truth in isolation of the general concept of God's word. That means we take one area of truth and we just drill as deep down. And that is important for somewhat of an understanding of it. But sometimes there's a danger and a tendency to make that subject stand alone in and of itself, which in reality is not the truth. Every body of truth works in conjunction with another body of truth. And more importantly, I've been around this faith circle for a while, 25 years. And one of the things that, just from personal experience, we've got a bad rap in our circles over, is that we have become very mechanical about the subject of faith, that it seems all like formulas. It seems formulaic. And this is what you will always have to remember. There is a dynamic or a mechanical part to faith. There actually is a dynamic part to faith. There is a mechanics of how faith works. Good place to put this in. Um, you should and will know this as a Rema student, that anytime you're talking of faith and the foundations of faith, that there's what we refer to as the A, B, C's of faith. The three cardinal foundations of faith. A is what faith is. B is how faith comes. C is how faith is released. And there is a mechanics to this. It, it is important for your own individual walk with God and also in the training and development of disciples and followers of Jesus Christ to emphasize these three principles. But these princip three principles not, must not become formulaic. They must not become formulas in isolation of. Remember the illustration we started with. A Godhead in community, in relationship, creates man to be in relationship with him. So, faith of necessity must be something that flows out of relationship. It must never become mechanical. You will need from time to time to check your mechanics of faith. And, and you will find out what the mechanics are. What you are saying. How you are thinking. What you believe. How you believe what you believe. What you are hearing. How you are hearing it. You, and I think almost as important as any, any one of those mechanics. What you are sensing of the spirit. How the spirit is leading you and you are yielding to him. So those individual mechanics, you must always check and make sure you're speaking right, you're thinking right, you're believing right. But this is what I'm saying. 
The danger we lapsed into as a body, and this is not something that came from Brother Hagin, as one that pioneered this movement for more than 60 years. It did not come from him. It came from second generation teachers of faith who did not have the intimacy of relationship that he had with the Father. Intimacy of who he knew he was in Christ and a yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. When you lack relationship with God, you will try to make up for it in mechanics. All mechanics is religion. Let me say something that even might be more controversial. That it's mechanical doesn't mean it doesn't produce results. Mechanics can produce results. That you're just working it mechanically, you still can get results. But not the kind of results you will get when you are walking in faith, in a relationship, embracing the love of a father, knowing who you are in the son, and yielding to the person of the Holy Spirit. Let's open scripture so it doesn't feel like, wow, one whole session, no Bible. We're in Bible school. Romans and the fourth chapter. Romans chapter four. This scripture I'm about to quote, or I'm about to show, is important to get it in the context, then I'll emphasize what I want to take out of it. Romans and chapter 4, from verse 13, we're actually going to verse 16. For the promise, Romans 4, 13, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. But through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void. And the promise made of none effect. Why? Because the law walketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Verse 16. Therefore... It is of faith that it might be by grace. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So specifically in context of this scripture, this scripture is referring to the fact that a promise was made to Abraham and to his seed. The writer of Romans is making a case that that promise did not come by the law. It came by promise. Because if it came by the law, he says that promise came through the rightness, through the righteousness of a faithful God. A faithful God made a promise independent of Abraham, independent of his seed. That promise came based on the righteousness. And, and that's where our definition sometimes of righteousness, being right standing with, falls apart. Because if righteousness is right standing with, who is God standing in right standing with? Righteousness is 
the essence of his person is who he is in nature. And out of the rightness of his nature, in his fidelity, he makes a promise to Abraham. Nothing Abraham does. Nothing he adds to it. And he's saying that that promise didn't come by law. It came by faith. It came by the righteousness, which is of faith. But this is where I'm coming to. And I went through that pain to emphasize this. One of the things that has become um, a, a, not just a flaw, that has become an indictment of most of us that are charismatics is our poor handling of scripture. How we have a tendency to just take one verse here and make doctrine out of it and just deceive people and mass based on one isolated scripture. So I wanted to emphasize that what I'm about to say in the context of this scripture is not what this scripture is dealing with. But there's a principle here that is important for us. And that's what we see in verse 16. So I'm not violating the God's word by underlining this principle in verse 16. Notice what verse 16 of Romans chapter 4 says. He says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. The New Living Translation says, So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. Write this principle down. Everything that is of grace, everything that is of grace must be appropriated by faith. Everything that is of grace must be appropriated by faith. In other words, in the context of this scripture, because that promise was made from grace. It was grace that gave him that promise. He had to receive that promise. His seed had to receive that promise by further underlining this thought that faith always has to do with relationship with the Godhead. Never take faith out of the realm of relationship. It breaks down. It, it has a, a harshness. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing off on you too much. It has a harshness. It, it, it's like when an engine lacks engine oil or when um, parts of a mechanical component, there's not the grease of oil. It has this irritating feel and sound to it. Th that is what we became as a word of faith movement for the better part of 20 years. We, we became this very noisy, noisy machine walking. Woo, that, that blessed me just seeing that. that, that I, I saw something there and it blessed me. That's one of the beautiful, beautiful things about being a servant is that, that you are delivering message and the one that is delivering through you can still tell you something that you didn't know. <laughs> Don't forget, the best of us are men. The best of us, broken, fallible, learning to grow, having struggles and learning to grow in faith to overcome our struggles. Never buy into those lies that you have delivered, you have become. No, 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 no. 
No, I, I, it's a good place to put this. It, it, is, it is natural for your people to put you on a pedestal as a minister. It is folly for you to stay on that pedestal. It's folly. It's folly. It, it's human, especially in the culture we're in. People are looking for their celebrities. So they will make a celebrity out of you. They will kneel down, pastor, man of God, pray for me. But be careful that that doesn't enter into you. Make sure that you keep yourself at the foot of that cross regularly. Mindful that all this is yours. Everything of spiritual enablement is yours. Everything of this flesh is yours. Everything of mental acumen, gifting is yours. You, you paid for it through the death of your son. I bring it back to you today that you will use this. You keeping yourself grounded that you are but a man is something you have to do for yourself. People won't help you with that. They won't. They won't. They'll do the opposite. How did we get into that? Because we're talking about relationship. It is important to ensure, yes, that thing I saw will come to it. We become a noisy machine because the oil of relationship has been missing. So it's been, kung, 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 kung. we're getting results, but with a lot of, with a lot of, a lot of manipulation. I'm twisting, but getting results. No, 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 no. If it is of grace, it must be appropriated by faith. That is why it is impossible to talk and have a firm grasp on the subject of faith without making much of the subject of grace. I, 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 I called man of God. My God, pastor talks and said, not trying to, have, have we done the course? There's a course, aspects of grace. Have we taken aspects of grace before this? Just a few people. I said, man of God, it really kind of will be kind of a little difficult to underscore faith in truth without laying the foundations of grace. I want to read a quote to you. This quote is by Mark Hankins. He says, Grace is God's grip of us and on us. Grace is God's grip of us and on us. Faith is our grip on him. Grace is God's grip on us and of us. Of us and on us. Faith is our grip on him. His grip on us is obviously stronger than our grip on him. But that he has a grip on us doesn't mean he doesn't expect us to grip him. He expects us to grip him. He expects us to draw strength 
from his grip and grip him. There are people that have tried to imply it is all grace and all the providence of God. And in a sense that is true because he holds us much more than we can hold him. But he expects us to hold him. It must be of faith if the promise is given by grace. Anything that comes to you by grace must be received by faith. What are we talking? We're trying to lay the foundations of faith. And we're saying to fully walk in grace, to fully walk in faith, we have to have a good understanding of grace. So I will, God forbid I try to make this class a grace class. But this is the reality. To teach faith, you have to understand faith, grace. So I'll lay a little bit of what grace is. Two definitions that you will receive in your class on the aspects of grace. The first one is, grace is a common one. God's unmerited favor. The second one is the acronym. God's riches at Christ's expense. The third one is, it's a little longer. Grace is what flows out of our gracious Father. Our gracious Father God is all that flows out of our gracious Father God. The term grace refers to God's aggressively benevolent inclination. God's aggressively benevolent inclination. God's aggressive benevolent inclination to show kindness and bestow favor. God's aggressively benevolent inclination to show kindness and to bestow favor. Grace is almost always associated with mercy, love, compassion, and patience. Almost always associated with mercy, love, compassion, and patience as the source of help and what brings deliverance from distress. Always associated with mercy, love, compassion, and patience. Almost always associated with mercy, love, compassion, and patience as the source of help and what brings deliverance from distress. Grace is more than an additive ingredient to our salvation. It's more than an additive ingredient. You know, unwrap one Maggi and put it into the big pot of stew. No, no. Grace is not just the one you add to make it flavored. No. It is the basic substance of redemption. It is the basic substance of redemption. Ephesians 1 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his grace. Really, grace is the outflow and outpouring of everything God is to you. 
everything God is. Really, that's that definition. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. That means everything God had to give to Christ that is now yours. Grace is everything God is. Grace is everything God is that is now available to you. In one sense, you can say grace is grace. It is all that flows out from God. It is all that flows out of God. Notice the statement that I made earlier on. That everything that is of grace must be must be appropriated by faith. I took time to check the word appropriate. The word appropriate is a verb that means to take something for oneself. To take something for oneself. Not just to take it, but to take it with a sense of ownership. To take it for oneself. It means and implies almost with a sense of not needing to ask permission. That component is important. And we use it a lot in the, in the legal sense, negatively. That he appropriated the funds to his personal use. That means he didn't ask permission. Because he knew he was authorized to. The word appropriate means, in the root Latin, it means to take for one's own. To take for one's own. That is so important. You see this concept we're defining of appropriate. It's everything. It means everything. When you come to the arena of faith, the devil's biggest ability, 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 the devil's biggest ability is to blind you from taking what God has given to you. More than 10 times, I stood in front of different people offering this white handkerchief. And subconsciously, either because they were listening to me or because they were confused about it, didn't see the need or the value to reaching out and collecting what I was offering. And even while I'm still talking about it and making it... As 
radical as that sounds, as passive as that seems, as much as we laughed about it, that is the strength of the adversary of God and the adversary of our soul. His ability to introduce enough thoughts, enough deception, enough confusion, enough distraction to ensure that that which is already provided by grace, that which is already given by the finished work and sacrifice of Jesus, that which God has already put in the realm of your taking, <laughs> appropriating implies the sense of season. It carries the, the notion of of acquiring almost an element of usurping. You will be accused of why are you taking that? Especially because others are not taking it. So they will have a problem with you taking it. They expect you not to take because they are not or they will expect you to take things which they are taking which you should be rejecting because of the finished work. What the cross has already made available. It's like sitting at a buffet table where there's already too much available. If you've ever had the privilege of being around really affluent people, royal, regal people, really wealthy. The source of their wealth is not an issue. We're not discussing that. We're just talking about really affluent people and understand royalty. Royalty has a tendency to, you know, you go to eat and there's like 50 different dishes there. And, you know, it has a way of overwhelming Sometimes the tendency you, is you're so overwhelmed, you don't want to eat. You, you're just looking. And, and the tendency is just to take one, a little. <laughs> Listen to me. The one that called us into relationship with him is the one that the scripture says, the unsearchable riches of his wisdom the inexhaustible grace of God the one that invited us is the one that the scripture says there is no searching to his understanding he has insights that nobody has ever seen and is separated and dedicated for your season specifically why are we emphasizing this? Because you see this appropriating business is what faith is about. By design, you are a spirit being in the class of God 
designed to appropriate. Something in your being is a taking spirit. You, you are not taking from your friends. You are not designed to take from your enemies. You are not designed really to take from the government. Something in you is designed to take from God. Something in you, you are hardwired to receive from God. You are hardwired. You are programmed by design to receive from God. The one that said, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness and let them have dominion. He hardwired you to receive not from people but from him. So that even when you're receiving from people, you're mindful that is, is my dad that sent it. Is my dad that sent that. That came from my dad. He's always sending stuff for me. He has more stuff available for me that I know anything about. You know, this one that you are dealing with is the one that revealed himself to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh, which we, poor English and poor language, we say the Lord shall provide. It's really... The God that sees ahead of time long before you become mindful that you have a need and if you will go to the mountain of obedience you will find his provision there. When was the ticket? Ram caught in the ticket. When he lifted his hand? No, no. You don't know who we're dealing with. He's the one that provided a lamb for himself before the foundations of the world. Before the first dust was created. Before the first angelic being was made. Before man was created in the recreation of the earth. He, in his all-knowingness, knew man will need a savior and provided a lamb before man was made. That's the God you're dealing with. You see, your ability to understand him in his grace, you stop manipulating people. You stop manipulating people. In fact, you become very cautious of taking what God is not giving you. You, you become very cautious. Why? Be, because you're mindful. He's got stuff for me. I, I, I don't want to give what man gives. Because if a man gives it, he can take it. I, I, I want what God gives. Because long before I became aware of my need, he had made provision to meet my need. What are we talking about? His inexhaustible grace. That if it is provided by grace, it must be appropriated by faith. Hopefully I can end with this thought. You see, the context of relationship, of the canopy of the Godhead, that you now are found in, has to do with you 
receiving constantly the love of the Father. That's what we're talking about. Faith is appropriating the love and the kindness and the goodness and the mercy and the patience. Receiving that from the Father. Faith is appropriating by faith who you are in Christ. Faith is about you learning to yield to the person of the Holy Spirit. That is why it's about relationship. It's not about stuff. When we make it about stuff, now I need to receive back my napkin. I seize it by faith. Thank you very much. Faith is about receiving that which all that God has that is in his love flowing from the cross. Did I miss the bell? Okay. Faith is about knowing and appropriating who you are in Christ. Faith is about learning to yield to the person of the Holy Spirit in the place of worship as he leads you into all that the Father and the Son has. I like to add these five thoughts, five areas that you should grow in grace. In the knowledge of your Father, that's primarily by receiving his love. In the knowledge of who you are in Christ. In the knowledge of your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. Then I'll add this last two and we'll take the break. Growing in the knowledge of who the adversary of your father is and his unique weapons against you. So, in the Father, growing in the knowledge of the Father, learning to receive his love, we'll talk about that. In Christ, who you are in Christ. In yielding to the person of the Holy Spirit, in the knowledge of who the adversary is and his unique weapons against you. Because you see, if you look at your life, many times he doesn't have more than two or three weapons that he uses. He's not that creative. But this is the problem. Those things work like magic. So because it works, it's like there's no need to change the formula. But realize, we have the Holy Ghost. Lastly, is walking the knowledge of who your assignment on earth, your assignment and calling, and the people you're sent to in time. We'll, we'll, we'll emphasize that. So, really, the purpose of faith, the primary purpose of faith, is appropriating our relationship with the Godhead. It is not about stuff. Once we make it about stuff, that's where the confusion starts. It's about relationship with the Godhead. It is learning to live for the audience of one. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.